Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's that time of week again. It's time to cross over to the sunshine state of California. Speak to our little ray of sunshine herself, Maria Johnson, our girl gone blind. Hello, Maria. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks this week. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Well, listen, I want to talk to you about something quite specific today Mm -hmm. because I get taxis home, particularly in the evening. Sometimes in the morning I'll get them to work, you know, when my husband's busy. But I get asked a lot by people like taxi drivers or people that are meeting me for the first time or don't know me very well if I almost have it's like blind girl superpowers you know when when you lose your sight do you get supersonic hearing do you get uh you know a, a better sense of touch taste you know all that kind of stuff and I don't know about you Maria but the answer to all the above for me is no Yeah, you say no and they go, huh? Because that's what they've heard. Before I lost my vision, you know, I kind of assumed, you know, wow, they must really have to use those big supersonic hearing powers to hear everything now because doesn't your hearing take over your sight is what people say to me. And as you just said, yeah, the answer is no, not really. And as far as the hearing goes, how I've explained it is that I actually concentrate more on my hearing than I ever did before. I didn't need to before my sight loss because I just took a visual check on everything. But now I will be still for a moment if I think I hear something and I will just concentrate on on either the right side or the left side, wherever I think the noise is coming from. I mean, so much so that I actually move my eyes just in the eye socket. I move my eyes to the direction I think it's coming. Like that's going to help me even more. I don't know. But it's just like everything goes to that direction, including my hearing, which again, I'm just using it to its full capacity now, where I think when you're sighted, you just kind of take it for granted. Like, yeah, 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 I hear it. No big deal because I see it. Well, now it's kind of opposite, right? Oh, very much so. And and I, you know, was told that when you walk in a straight line, if you can see without you even realizing it, you're picking up something like 80 to 100 different viewpoints. You're not sort of taking them all in as you do it, but that's what the brain is subconsciously doing. That's what the eyes are subconsciously picking up. So it it makes sense that you would rely on your hearing a lot more. I don't know. People think that, you know, I can hear a pin drop. I mean, I get that all the time. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll joke with them and say, yeah, yeah, I'm a superhero now that I can't see. I'm blind as a bat girl. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I can hear things, you know, three miles away. It's just not true. But I suppose if you don't know anybody that's blind and you've never really spoken to anybody that's blind, you would kind of make those assumptions. Yeah. You know, I, again, I said, I think back to when I had my full sight and, you know, I didn't know any better. And cause I never had a blind person to ask because I didn't know any blind people. Do you get asked if your taste has improved or is super, you know, you have super taste buds now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people think I'm like master chef now because I can taste everything. I can taste how many grains, how many individual grains of salt are, you know, on my dinner at night. It's funny because, you know, it doesn't, it's not a question that makes me feel angry. I think it's quite cute in a way because it's the kind of question that a child 
would ask their parents when they don't know something like, you know, mm. I remember somebody's kid asking them, is the sea there because somebody left the tap running? So it's, it's along those kind of cuteness kind of lines. And that's the mm-hmm. way I see it. I could never be angry with somebody for asking me, you know, a question like that. I have been asked completely inappropriate questions, which I know we've spoken about before, you know, bedroom questions and bathroom questions that you know, are just none of anybody's business. But people think they can ask because, you know, well, obviously you've lost your sight, you've lost any sense of dignity, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask you anyway. <laughs> you lose your sight, you lose your sense of dignity. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I thought about doing this before, like at a big family dinner, say Thanksgiving, Christmas or something like that eating my food and putting on a whole when Harry met Sally oh yes Yes. where she's eating and she you know she's at the little diner and she's having a food gasm keeping it clean here but I thought about like going "Mm, mm." (laughs) this tea is so good do you know how good this tastes I thought about doing that but you know people I said look if chocolate tasted any better, I'd be in trouble. Okay, so no, you know, I said, no, not really. Not unless you were a super foodie before you lost your sight, which, you know, I really wasn't. It is cute. And another situation I get asked is, am I learning Braille? Automatically, I'm learning Braille. And that goes with your sense of touch. You know, they think, wow, you must really be able to feel stuff. And so you're learning Braille. And I'm like, yeah, I'm um, 50-something. And it's way too late to learn Braille at this point. Because the other thing that triggers that is that I go to the Braille Institute once a week. And it's just a place, you know, it's an organization here where folks can go to have enrichment classes and learn independent living skills and cooking and things. And yes, they do teach Braille. But I have no desire to learn Braille because I think it looks really, really difficult for one. But they automatically assume I'm learning Braille because I attend the Braille Institute. So again, it's just an assumption and it's just the name. You know, who named it? I don't know. But I, for one, because I'm blind, am not learning Braille. I have to say, I have tried to learn Braille, but I'm diabetic. So the you know, the feeling at the tips of my fingers isn't the best. And I found it really, really difficult. It's never too late to learn Braille. I mean, I did meet somebody once who learned Braille in their 60s and uh, just absolutely loved reading Braille. For me, I think it's just too difficult, as I said, with my fingers. But also, you know, people do assume that I can already read Braille. You know, the minute you lose your sight, you obviously have this power to read Braille. I would love to be able to read Braille, but people do hand me Braille menus news. When I get on an aeroplane, I'm handed the Braille safety sheet. And I think it's actually really, really lovely that they are so observant. At least they're thinking. I could never be angry for somebody thrusting something, you know, a brailled sheet of paper in front of me. Because at the end of the day, they're thinking ahead. And how would you know? How would you know that somebody couldn't read Braille? I suppose they ought to ask maybe beforehand. But I have on occasion, if I've been sitting next to somebody that's yapping too much in a plane, I will sit and pretend to read the Braille card. And they'll ask me, you know, what does it say? (laughs) I've actually got to sit and make up the safety announcement. Oh, it's just talking about, you know, the shoots and, you know, take off your shoes before you you jump onto the shoe and, uh, you know, adopt the brace position 
position, if you hear brace, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And luckily I was an air hostess. <laughs> I oh, know it's on oh, yeah, anyway. You just ramble it off, right? You just ramble it off. Well, it, as you're saying, it is lovely and they want you to feel included. So they think, well, what would be the appropriate thing to do is to at least hand you something that you could possibly read because they know you can't read print, but maybe Braille. And, you know, which is, again, it's trying to be very inclusive with folks, but I'm with you. It looks difficult. And, you know, they say as you get older, not that I'm that old, but that your fingertips do lose a bit of that sensitivity that maybe younger fingertips have a little bit easier time picking up the little Braille dots. But yeah, there are folks at the Braille who are in their 60s, 70s, I think, who are taking Braille 1 and 2. Now, I will say that I think learning the numbers in Braille would be a big benefit for elevators. Um, You know, I've been caught in an elevator by myself thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just going to wing it, hoping I make the lobby. And, you know, I end up on the second floor. Luckily, somebody's getting on and I can say, can you press the lobby? But, you know, that's that's I think where Braille would come in handy is with numbers. So maybe I'll try and learn those someday because that might be a benefit. Absolutely. And why not? I tell you another thing that people kind of assume because uh, I'm blind. They they assume that I trained my own guide dog. (laughs) (laughs) they assume that I get the dog as a puppy and I train it myself to go I mean that's so cute isn't it I know Mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't sort of giggle about it and you know it's not that we're sort of poking fun at people that get it wrong because I wouldn't have known any of these things but I do kind of giggle to myself because you know I think it's quite you know fun that that people ask things like that I have actually been asked by children if my dog is a racing dog And I've also been asked by children if uh, my dog went to university um, to learn how to become a guide dog. So, you know, you do get quite fun questions. Yeah. And you know what? People are just curious, be it a child or an adult. And, you know, I would rather have them ask the questions than, you know, just skip by altogether because it is a chance to educate. And I think you would agree, Jill, that we have that moment where we can educate. And I've actually educated four or five Girl Scouts at a, at a moment when they were asking me to buy some cookies um, when it was Girl Scout season to uh, for cookie sales over here. And the troop leader asked if I would answer some of their questions because they were asking the leader questions and the leader couldn't answer them. So I said, sure, you know, and they asked very innocent questions, but I took it as a moment to educate them about, you know, one, blindness, but also to my white cane, which is what they were really interested in. So like you, it's a chance to educate about guide dogs. And people ask me all the time, they assume, they ask me, where's your dog? And I'm like, my dog. And they're like, yeah, where's your dog? I'm like, my dog's at home. They're like, oh, you didn't bring him? And I'm like, oh, okay. I know what they're asking. They're asking, where's my guide dog? Because I'm blind. And I also say not everyone has a guide dog. So, you know, again, another moment to say not every blind person 
as a guide dog, another assumption sometimes. Yeah, it's a bit like me. People automatically think I can use the white cane. It terrifies me. I'd love to be able to use it. And, and I envy people that can use it, but it terrifies me. I think the cutest thing that I was ever asked at a school, believe it or not, was, um, you know, what do you do when your dog dies? And I said, well, I, I just need to get another dog. And this little boy stood up and said, but how do you know if your dog's dead? And I remember, <laughs> I remember the teacher giving him into trouble. And I remember saying, no, 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 that's, that's actually quite an intelligent question because of course how would I know if my dog you know had dropped dead and and I did kind of think of saying well the day I take him for a drag is the day I know he's dead but uh, I kind of refrained from that and and I just said well you know we kind of brushed over that question but uh, it's a really interesting topic and uh, I'd love to hear from people at home you know if you're not blind or partially sighted and you don't know anybody that's blind or partially sighted and you just happen to be listening today what kind of questions would you like to ask us and if you are blind or partially sighted what questions have you been asked that you feel are just, you know, hilarious or obtrusive or offensive or just funny, you know, get in touch with us. We'd love to know. Maria, it's been great catching up with you this week. It really, really has. Thank you so much for joining us here in the Morning Mix. Obviously, you're constantly updating your blogs. If anybody wants to take a look, how can they do so? They can find my blog at girlgoneblind.com. You can find me on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. And to add to what you were saying, Jill, please feel free to message me via Twitter or Facebook if you have any questions and I will bring them up to Jill and you never know, we might be answering your question on Morning Mix. Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, super girl gone blind, blind as a bat girl, signing out for another week. I shall speak to you next Thursday. Yes, same bat time, same bat channel. (laughs) Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.